listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the penultimate episode of The Expanse, the fifth season, episode nine, Winnesaki. I'm going to go with that. Winnipesaki. That sounds better. This episode was written by Daniel Abraham and Ty Franak and Noreen Schenker and directed by Breck Eisner. I gave this episode an 8.8 out of 10. I liked it better on the second viewing more than I liked it on the first viewing. I was a little disappointed that they pushed everything out to the last episode, but I see you. They better have that episode like 90 minutes and I bet you they're not and I'm so angry it's not. (laughs) But I just wanted more. That's all. I'm being greedy. But still a strong episode. I am really sad that this season is over. It has been one of the highlights leaving 2020 and into 2021. But I did see that they are starting filming today I believe. So there is that we have season six to look forward to but then after that how long we don't know to get our mini series or whatever it is they want to produce for these last three books i'm not particular i do still have a last book to look forward to you know other people are going to be getting into the series of the books in between then so there's that so i'll have something to talk with mimi about (laughs) and possibly shy but i just i want expanse 24 hours seven days a week and i'm just sad that it's coming to an end on prime for me and i will have to wait a whole another half a year before i get it back if not more but it's also my sci-fi kick show because the mandalorian did not do it for me it's not to say i did not like the mandalorian for what it was but this is my adult hardcore sci-fi that i really don't have a lot of other shows that i can geek out about let's go ahead and get into this recap we have a stunning shot of marco's free navy much more impressive than the previous shot i will say it seemed as if there were a few more frigates and uh, ships added to his fleet and you can understand when looking at this shot why marco runs around like he's got balls made of brass forgot to mention the attention to the salvage detail last episode in the wreckage and how i was able to see one of the crewmen in the ship just beautifully well done then he gets a battle report five golden bow ships had engaged two un cruisers and a mars frigate near patrolis or patroclis people always giving me stuff i can't spell anyhow four of his ships were destroyed one withdrew but because one of the unn ships and one of the martian freighters was destroyed he deems this a worthy victory Uh uh-huh honey this is classic marco right here a stunning loss i mean it's not as if they have ships to remake they have shipyards 
they can't lose one ship two ships for out of five four to be destroyed by two like they were outnumbered the un inside the inner side and yet (laughs) we got two of them and one withdrew that wasn't a victory it was a disaster but he turns it around with the free navy mourns our allies who died in this valiant effort but it was worth the price and he puts a smile on it as if this is not bothering him whatsoever he goes back to look at his little screen there where (laughs) he tries to figure out how to use this to his advantage in a different way and then he gets the 911 hail from Carl, who's got to give him some more bad news that he does not handle in the same type of finesse because it involves his kryptonite but before we get there i do want to reference how marco is this big alexander the great fanboy he imagines himself that and i can see why he would be in that particular headspace a lot of people in history a lot of people we've seen over the years great leaders they all model after that particular man because he was so young and he accomplished so much and he did it by being absolutely and utterly bonkers batshit crazy with the way in which he motivated and uh, came up with these particular plans i mean i went back and watched the battle or you know watched the documentary on the battle of galgamila which is the name of the fourth episode of the season and man he was crazy i mean he was building up so many walls he trapped himself and the other i mean just a plan that you would never see coming and he did it and he was able to change the whole entire landscape break the persian army uh move into the middle east he conquered so much land but what they don't say about alexander the great is that he pushed as far as he could and then people were like well i want to go home i want to build a life i want to do this that and other and he could not govern i mean he had a good idea of how to govern except it wasn't he wasn't macedonian and it's funny because i don't think that marco would even if he did his research would reconcile the hypocrisy of his own words he even says in this episode that the rossi is the symbol of acclamation and something else to that extent i i'll get to that quote later but that's exactly what alexander the great decided to govern he made his generals his macedonian greek generals marry persian high aristocracy to try to integrate because he felt that was the best way to govern moving forward so that the other side could feel as if they retain a part of their identity while the greek side assimilated and they were in the positions of power however his generals then turned against him on that idea and that's why he was murdered he also in a fit of rage murdered uh his beloved best friend um so 
alexander the great had personal problems he also was an alcoholic (laughs) so history always tells you all the great things they did and they always often sugarcoat or grease over the part about what makes these megalomaniac personalities and the rather um human flaws that come with such great ambition such great drive such great ingenuity is power corrupts and also what does that do to the psyche and there's just time and time again you see people of even humble beginnings and he didn't even have humble beginnings i mean him and his father really hated each other (laughs) um don't watch the alexander the great movie because that sucked um but get the documentary it's an interesting man that being said i just thought it was interesting that that's a particular flaw that marco himself exhibits which is a failure to seemingly lead there'll be lean times these are predictive types of governing versus any solid and he's also doing it in a dictatorship fashion which is ironic as well again hypocrisy because he wants to free the belt from the oppressors and yet he himself has become the oppressor so then Corral's like so you tasked me with monitoring the Chetsamoka I know it's the Chetsamoka and not the Chetsmoka I just like calling it the Chetsmoka at least I'm not calling it the chain smoker but everyone's got a different name for this particular ship and that Naomi's beacon has stopped and it has also altered she sends it to him and he is not so emotionless when he finds out his ex not only left his ass instead of commit suicide in some type of broken despair or shame or remorse she came back from the edge of death to say I thoroughly enjoyed him being undermined shaken to his core because his whole entire body started trembling his whole composure broke that mask slipped and he was once again the vulnerable insecure coward and abuser that is kind of butthurt that his ex defines all logic and will not fall in line with him proving that not only is he wrong about her being weak she also will do anything for her family and that does not include him or their child together which is what leads to his actions later on and also leads back to a point i've been saying earlier how marco kind of allows philip to express some of the emotions he himself does not i just love how keon plays the character and i understand that some people think that's quote unquote like i don't know i made a comment and someone thought i was shipping the two and that was not (laughs) i know i was making some jokes but the character that is marco is not a good person i'm not rooting for him however he's a fascinating bad guy when he is on screen it is 
worth noting what he does for the reasons why he does and they're rather pathetic in the face of the rather brutish crimes that he has committed some of the most atrocious things have been done by very small-minded men i mean if you think about hitler failed artists failed attempt of doing everything he wanted, and then he got into power and then as soon as he got into power it wasn't that he was a great uh, leader he was charismatic he was able to get a lot of people behind him and he was audacious but the minute that shit came to hit the fan his ass went ahead and killed himself in a fucking bunker because he would do that because he just wasn't that type of person he was rather spineless in the end um it was the people around him that were doing the the legwork so to speak and you see that with marco and, and even how this whole thing set up he was setting the collision course for the rocks but who stole the technology from mars how many deals was he actually involved in he probably was meeting with the inners and that's why he probably doesn't have those tattoos because he himself is just he has a very warped sense of what power is and it's it's kind of imprinted on him by the only thing that has shown him what power is and despite the how much that creates a dissonance it has also just made a conflicted villain that is in a sense still that is rather emotionally stunted in some ways despite the fact that they are um mentally still strategic and manipulative and just the way the parallels go back and forth when he is dealing with a personal slight versus a you know a show of his own bravado his own sense of accomplishment he's able to take that but the personal slight he is unable to rein in his emotion and so he hits that table and he shows that anger and then he gets a little teary-eyed because it's also probably million different other layers that you can add to that what's going on in his brain as he hears that message from naomi knowing she is alive but then calculating all of the other things and components now that are uh new variables in this equation that continues to go back and forth between them that is in part what built the man that threw rocks at earth that was the marco and naros that decided he was going to take over the free navy and be the strong arm of the belt while he is processing all of his emotions both the screaming firehawk and the rossi are contemplating what the change to naomi's message could mean and why she can't communicate explicitly what's happening what do you mean bull says well maybe everything just went dead i swear to god i swear to god you stupid bitch holden did not say much this episode but his eyes were doing all of the talking and it was some of my favorite scenes in the episode because actually this was one of my favorite scenes of his small part on the rossi of him looking at him after he said that and then bull's like sorry poor choice of words and then monica chimes in like why so cryptic if she's really in control holden's like i can't answer any of these questions until he gets to her 
though the screaming firehawk will get there sooner and i'm thinking naomi's gonna need an auto dock so they gonna need to get her to the rossi even if the razorback or the screaming firehawk since they did put it on the screen now (laughs) will get there because girl is in bad shape it may not seem it but girl is in bad shape then bull's like well let me try something else we don't exactly have fuel to waste I'm going to murder you. I'm going to come into your house one night while you're asleep. I'm going to cut your throat. This isn't a joke. You're going to die. Bull cannot be the pilot, y'all. He cannot be the pilot. He's going to say, but I'll see if we can increase our burn. Man, even when he went up the ladder, Holden was still glaring after him. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Someone gave set this online and I love them <laughs> because this was definitely one of my favorite Holden looks could kill moments because he really wanted to throw homie outside in a vac suit. Naomi, take a damn break, girl. But she can't take a break because if she was actually to just let herself go, my girl was straight up probably not even wake back the fuck up because I know she's exhaustingly tired. All the water evaporated from her body, so she's thirsty as hell. And then she finds some much needed frost and then gets it onto her arm uh, panel for some much needed CO or H2O water drops. So much work for these little droplets. And then I was reminded of champo and he was like all life is hard and i'm like it sure is it sure is and then she loses strength falling to the ground she looked very much like philip in this moment from the side and it was just eerie very little strength but in her stupor she sees a wire and has some engineer ideas Lake Winnekaseki, where we need to be at. Lots of aerial drone shots that are a bit, were a bit disorienting for me. As Amos, Peaches, and Eric and crew locate the house with the hangar they are looking for, they find servants hanging in the garage thinking that the people would come into the house to steal all the valuables. But this is the apocalypse now, and they have come to take the shuttle and the winter staff recognize clarissa mao eric says who gives a fuck business now tearful reunions later i was thinking chrissy this is who you need in your cabinet because he tells it like it is and as soon as he said that i was reminded of her when james was like oh yeah ganymede's the brother of or what did she say uh when he when he was talking about new terra except it's not new Terra. it's um illis he said illis is the brother of ganymede and she's like who gives a fuck <laughs> oh, the t- uh, the staff tell them that the shuttle hasn't worked in two years but they're they've got a mechanic and a pilot so this is their best shot on luna chrissy watches a man put up a name on the memorial but it's distracted by the applause showing that pastor did indeed blow up palace station and she is upset about it i'm upset about it i will say this is when i kind of was i'm still on the sideline about this 
I did not think that Earth would be responding in any type of way this soon. I don't know how long it's been in the timeline, so that is a little frustrating for everybody involved. Uh, I'm less uh, less as irritated as people who've not read the books at all. Actually, I wanted to quote something because there were, and there continues to be a lot of complaint about the fact that we haven't seen you know what's the devastation on earth why don't they talk about what's happening on earth or how much earth is fucked and how many millions and billions of people are dead and uh the book writers actually came out with a statement and reading back on nemesis games there i can say a hundred percent the statement is just so very true to the point of exactly why i love the expanse um and what it kind of tampered the expectations of you know people watching the show which is uh someone tweeted at the writer saying as much as i love the show i'm curious about something in the first four seasons we built up to this alien ring that can lead us to different universes and who knows where the whole story of the ring has gone and then the one guy says or james i say Corey replied nope the existence of the ring is the massive political and economic shift that further excludes the already disenfranchised belters and gives power to people like marco and naros we've always been a story about people we're not a planet of the week show and i thought that was rather relevant you know saying he had another statement too that i thought i took a screenshot of hopefully i will find it in my notes somewhere but it was talking about particularly the damage and how this isn't a disaster movie type of show that's not what we signed up for and then when you go back and read the books and i know for those who haven't read the books i get it um but it it, what happens is the event but what happens afterwards very much is a, a a story about how people are reacting to it not so much of hey now we need to see all of the fallout on earth now we get to get all the numbers and the the crazy boardrooms and this that and the other thing it's not that type of show and i think with this audience that are maybe a little newer into the expanse too because there has been a really fresh influx which is great for people watching the show since it's been on prime and then we had the pandemic as well so everyone's got kind of these different expectations maybe of the first three or even the last season of what the show is about and they don't understand that this is a very long story it's a long game it is very interwoven it's not it's not going to be told in the normal tv fashion it's not going to be you're not going to be handheld through it (laughs) a lot of things that people are so upset about they typically either miss or misunderstand or they're coming from a perspective that's rather skewed and so i love that this show stays so true to not only its basis audience which it is the book readers whether you agree with that or not it is based on someone else's actual series of novels 
it's like asking a writer be like you know what i really like your stuff but i think i want to make these changes to it you don't have the right to do that you either like the product that is presented or you don't now there's not to say you can't critique but if you're like well why don't we go uh here's the comment i was looking for this was the seminal work on the show it's what we get rather than the views of the destruction on earth uh it's more personal but less sensational earth isn't the star of the show and never was it was all it has always been christian plus the rossi crew so their point of view matters am i right james ss Corey? oh um they were all responding to uh someone else <laughs> who was saying that uh basically everything on earth is not being shown great in a great way um and then he responded with disaster porn isn't me or they uh, a swirling column of victim names that we see people including a main character adding names it, uh, to it is much more about what we're about all apocalypse are personal a billion corpses on screen means far less than the name of one single lost beloved one so i mean i think that's kind of the answer to many questions of hey why aren't we focusing on the disaster well we are but we're also in the immediate after facts uh after effects of said disaster we are only following the character's point of view as they know it and i'm wondering next episode since it's and we know this episode that christian doesn't know everything she's not the un secretary she's not privy to certain points of information we see that people particularly pastor was staring at his thing i wonder if that's gonna come up like the reason why he's so all gung-ho to jump out there in the world and and beat people down and maybe he understands in a way she doesn't is how bad the earth is wrecked maybe that's just a supposition on my part oh my god i just saw this photo of james mcavoy you can't get that damn hot like getting old jesus christ like someone just put fuck and i'm like hold on i'm about to say that picture and make it my wallpaper anyhow um (laughs) i swear to god older men are so sexy to me they are so i i don't know what it is you put that little silver up in their hair i'm just like oh you're making my panties wet because you know they're gonna put work into it they ain't sloppy okay they've had experience and they know what they're doing oh anyhow uh where were we because i got very distracted by that (laughs) my lust distracted me oh if maybe people are reacting because of some information they're prone to or not and that's it's a supposition on my part uh maybe that isn't not the case but um i don't know it's not as distracting for me as it really is for some people because clearly they've had that expectation because they go well these episodes suck but we don't know what's going on with earth it's fucked what else do you need to know do you need to see tsunamis to know that the the, tsunami happened because we had a whole city underwater what else do you need except for the disaster movie porn and i'm like yeah well that was like not that was not the point the earth the rocks hit and you were just like what and you were thinking about the long-term effects and the immediate aftermath of the fact that that was um 
that was Naomi's baby daddy <laughs> that was the book and then a lot of people also are complaining like oh Holden's like in the background he ain't doing nothing trust me no one wants to see Holden drinking and crying because that's all he was doing in season in Nemesis game okay that's not all he was doing but there wasn't he was mostly on Tycho station so I mean they're doing exactly what we would need Holden to be doing at this moment he it's this and checking his fucking um back to Christian she accuses Delgado of going behind her back he's like nope the man asked me for my opinion and I gave it to him then we walk right into the cabinet meeting and all the concern I had about his fever concerning his speech but no one else seemed to be worried so i thought maybe i shouldn't be but this episode shows that yes no he's a dumbass it's not even that he's a dumbass though because that's an easy thing to be responsive about imagine 9 11 and then imagine the two days or the two weeks after 9 11 what was going on racism nationalism (laughs) people wanting blood that is what happens when there's an attack on your soil you take it personally and everyone wants to definitely see their government doing something to make the enemy atone for that and that is what pastor did he leaned into that that anger that frustration and we did see people who were cheering i'm sure there are people on earth who took his actions on palestation and thought yay we have something we have some hope to look forward to we have something to focus on other than the misery and the fact that earth is fucked so there there is that part of the story that makes a whole lot of sense and i almost wish they had went a little bit further with that versus completely dump it back on christian the fix i kind of thought it was a waste of time other than the fact that everyone mentioned it in every podcast that i ever listened to about how this was a battlestar galactica type of reference character i never watched battlestar galactica i don't want to watch battlestar i started actually no wait did i watch battlestar galactica oh yeah that's the one that pissed me off because they did that one character straight up dirty i forgot her name uh something ella fuck but yeah no actually i did watch battlestar galactica (laughs) yes now it's all coming back to me in like a a wash so fine that's a great nod to that but you know twisting it where the character didn't end up being the character like battlestar galactica i just kind of felt was a waste of time that that energy could have been or that time spent with chrissy reuniting with her family her maybe mentioning something about the fact that she never got to say goodbye to her husband that they still were not on great terms that type of guilt um i don't know more of book christian avasarala i hate referencing that because that's such a cop-out but it was a little bit of a different way in which she handled the well we got more of a personal look into how she was handling things and i didn't need this whole shit with pastor unless it was just to escalate that marco was right on how the earthers were going to react thus it becomes a little bit more temperamental on the politics in the belt because palestation is a huge station for the belt and they were already suffering it's the home base of naomi and marco uh but i also felt 
it was putting blood on pastor's hands directly instead of Abasarala's fine if you were going to do that then we could have rolled with that a little bit her trying to manipulate behind the scenes her even trying to take that very legitimate anger that she herself expresses in this cabinet um because people are getting more bloodthirsty particularly delgado and pastor saying we should attack series and fuck uh anderson dolls being an alliance they're all belters they bleed the same they even mentioned mars they can't be trusted anymore and all of this is is compensating for that that nationalism let's get over patriotic and start bombing everything that looks like a belter uh hideaway despite whether people there are supporting marco or not and christian comes in to say i i can't believe what i'm hearing you know she comprehends the anger she brings up my arjun is dead but all we're doing is radicalizing those people because now they feel the same loss that i feel that same anger i feel and marco is going to use that to his advantage and y'all do not see yet clearly or they're not thinking long term enough she thinks that diplomacy is what they need now more than ever we have escalated it to the point where it is now three rocks into our planet we've all lost a significant amount it's not about putting our foot back on there or their boot right now it's about reconciling our actions and making a way forward and then making marco a terrorist not him being the voice of an entire species or a nation because if we let that be the narrative and we continue on that then we're gonna lose this fight and any chance at peace will be gone that's also why i didn't enjoy the fact that they were already striking back one no one really and they casually mentioned it the proto-molecule he literally said any attack or any crossover borders whatever the case may be this man has a threat that you cannot combat why would you so carelessly attack a a belter uh, station that doesn't seem rational to me so for her for him to be like you're emotional like what are you talking about you're all being emotional right now and you're not making any actual like you're adults you're acting like children and you're making marco your poster child well let's get back and do to him what he did to us he's not a fucking role model and she ends up resigning and a few others go with her and that is how we leave the drama on luna i wonder though who is gonna speak for the belt we have anderson dawes uh played by the great jared harris but he is a ghost (laughs) he is not likely coming back his schedule is entirely too busy so i'm guessing he's gonna meet fred johnson's book fate they mentioned Tycho has a transport union but that seems to be like a group of people i i I don't know uh it has to be someone like drummer that has the reputation it could be james but i feel like with james uh it's gonna be the same thing with fred it's another earther it has to be a belter which i think is gonna lead into drummer leading the transport union on Tycho station take it up behind her predecessor the thing she left behind but uh should have stick stuck with despite how hard it was i think this will all be full circle and i think naomi may be involved in that a little bit too carol wants privacy 
and the i don't even know which uh, ship she's on but it's in drummer's faction to spy upon the chetzamoka and oksana provides it joseph's still very protective like okay <laughs> the ship hasn't changed course which means naomi is not in any type of control despite her being on the ship she can't do anything but oksana says i don't think that's gonna last for long because drummer said she got skills to pay them bills she also says that drummer is gonna want to investigate so corral tells her you are not to tell her despite her being her captain and that there are lives at stake if you cross marco and it will be her fault marco is going to give orders is monitoring the situation and then kamina rejoins uh her fellow crewmates on the bridge amos comes out on earth from the ship to thanksgiving dinner i got beans creams potatoes tomatoes lamb rice beans creams potatoes tomatoes chicken turkeys to be served in the apocalypse they look like all banquet dinner too like a buffet style and as they remark that it's going to get much colder they're going to have less fuel the cook says you're also going to be running out of food because this shit ain't gonna last forever (laughs) and we're already getting low eric says can you get the computer to recognize me as its owner and peaches says you can fake an id like that and then eric gives amos a shit eating grin problems come in the form of mall security well also well before that because i'm gonna just lump those scenes together a group of people who saw their shuttle decide to come uh up to them and ask what's going on peaches is co-signing that they should totally come with them and while i agree with eric being like um i don't think that it's a good idea to advertise that we have a shuttle we can't bring everyone people might start fighting it reminded me very much of naomi when she said we're not fucking leaving these people like their owners have left them uh i mean uh, like i get what they their winter staff but at the same time you know they're not slaves (laughs) they can leave there's nothing that's holding them back there and three asteroids three asteroids hitting the earth all bets are off the table so i i I was kind of like not on that but i got the reason these are these are people you know they're part of our tribe for the simple fact that we all come from the same damn planet amos so we should help them out amos is unsure but he does allow for the conscious to and she also says if you want me to be you know your co-pilot and fix the ship you're gonna do as i say so he allows it then problem comes in the form of mall security who demand all of their food they demand the house i mean they just came up thinking they was gonna get everything that they desired eric and timmy said nope peaches smartly diffuses the situation like are we really about to do this y'all can we just not kill each other for five seconds it ain't gotta come to this maybe it will come to this but it ain't gotta come to this right now and you know we need to actually have an escape plan before we actually fight over what's gonna happen with this shuttle because they totally know that there's a shuttle in there and they think it's not working but because she advertised to the whole entire neighborhood that 
people are getting out now everyone knows that they have the capability of getting it to work marco orders drummer's faction to join with serial mall and koto their ships and they are to engage and destroy the rasinante it doesn't make sense to drummer seeing as corral said marco laid a trap for the rasinante hobbling back just a little bit when marco ended that call and carl did that like that very committed salute and everyone gave that lame follow-up tell me how you feel about this carl is really asking to just die and no one is going to mourn we're all gonna cheer but seriously you know you're threatening these people to be loyal at at a cost to their own family member do you really just expect them to be happy when their leader calls and they're supposed to hide hitler and you fucking got me here in a situation against my will i'm not sure what i mean it's, i, I it pisses me off to be quite frank there's there's yes you have to do what i say when i say it but it's not like i'm supposed to do cheers about it we know what the situation is we're not fooling each other because you can't stop threatening me just to follow orders so clearly clearly i shouldn't be overjoyed and you should be giving me a side eye for not being overjoyed then she states that the Rossi is a symbol of assimilation and compromise. And Drummer says, Only a fool will believe that, and you are many things, but not a fool. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my god, stop fucking lying. Always lying to me. Too much. Lying so much, you know. You making it hard for me. Baby, you. So Corral goes back to the only thing that she's good at threatening abasarala puts her husband's name on the memorial i would prefer once again that she had did this with her family but the poem is beautiful it is one that he wrote her if life transcends death then i will search for you there she's approached and told pastor's cabinet continues to resign and they will be putting forth her as a clear nomination to win UN secretary and not a coup but a uh i don't even know legal shit political shit she then asked delgado to be a part of her admin when he realizes that (laughs) they put your name forth congratulations and while they disagree on things he has the military experience she trusts him and he's not afraid of her he says he has transferred to the strike group despite inaction for 20 years so he cannot see past his visceral hatred of not only mark uh, marco but now belters he's become the new win only focused on bloodlust she points out that if they go toe-to-toe with the belt they could lose he's got many things in his favor he can throw more rocks y'all think y'all got medina station on lockdown but maybe you don't and that's gonna be problematic (laughs) so maybe we should come up with a plan on how to handle marco before things get more out of line and we stop trying to actually fight him we need to pull a diplomatic solution into this and then curtail it with a military uh you know set of 
you know aspect of it as well to obtain marco instead of this reckless need to kill him someone's gonna be killing marco and it's gonna be me okay um uh oh i did put spoiler alert and uh earmuffs for anyone this is a minor minor book spoiler but in the books he did continuously throw rocks at earth uh they're not doing that it's not successful but he's keeping the military occupied she knows it's no use so she goes and pours a drink and asks for the conclusion of the joke that he wanted to tell her and it is the exact bigoted thing that makes it quite not so funny anymore because the earther asked for the best belter uh or the best liquor the belt has to offer not to know the mind of his enemy no because belters aren't worth the time of being considered an enemy because the earther is trying to drink less and the best the belt has to offer is terrible they consider them subhuman and this is kind of what what has uh, led to this type of of person in marco naros drummer finds oksana who's gonna be on another ship in the battle it seems because they do have the dewalt i think that coral is gonna be on the dewalt i have a feeling that oksana might die because drummer better not so oksana has got to go i'm, I'm thinking she's gonna go down likely with coral and because it's going to be to a family member that she lost drummer is going to be able to go back to marco and maybe play you know the game so that the other one i forgot his name that's on his crew won't be killed because he still has that card to play something's going to happen in this battle but uh drummer tells her look i've been eating shit enough i'm choking on it yeah you still disrespect me with secrets she yells marco killed the woman that she loved and oksana wonders if she loves them like she loves naomi drummer is hurt because she's like of course i love you just because i love naomi doesn't mean like clearly you're my family i wonder if jim is gonna know that drummer is involved in this fight like i'm not caring about the other two faction ships like we could take them out because it is five against one that's uh she's like yeah we'll we'll, we won't lose but i'm like yeah you don't know jim (laughs) and he's been wanting to destroy anything marco associated for quite some time now so yeah this is a lot more personal for him than probably everyone else involved with the exception of drummer and Oksana, who's just trying to keep their family together but um she does tell her that naomi may possibly be alive and that she begs she will respect uh the fact that marco will kill all of them if they do not do what they're told i was thinking but yeah drummer could still just defect <laughs> be presumed dead or something peaches uh talks to eric about tribes uh she isn't totally down with timmy's logic she asks why do you call him timmy and he's like because it's his name <laughs> i like this matter of fact way about that and she goes on and on about t- tribes later on i wasn't really paying too much to this dialogue but i did laugh when he said where did timmy find you in prison for multiple homicides amos is frustrated with eric's crew being distracted by some tail 
and not being where they should be he has a chat with hutch who tells him look if you keep pushing my guys things are going to get ugly and amos is going to kill them so can you just not hutch is nervous about starting over leaving baltimore but amos said he wasn't happy at first to leave baltimore but he did find his family amos has a revolution a revelation (laughs) when he is talking to her that is able to solve their problem with the ship and then you have eric saying whoever's coming better come now because we're leaving asap of course this is when mall cop security and a lot of guns and sniper rifles pop out and it was a really well shot shootout a lot of one camera action going on hutch saves amos then amos saves hutch (laughs) peaches kills a bunch of folks i'm gonna be nicer to her in the future very funny line it's a very close call but after eric punches the drive killing everyone else uh they get into orbit amos patches up hutch his wounds a lot of people were asking it was she alive i don't think he would patch someone up if they were dead like hey i'm just gonna be that sentimental (laughs) patch up your wounds and then and everyone passed out and going up he's probably just more used to it then he stares out at earth likely the last time he is ever going to be this close again to the planet then we go to marco oh this scene this scene actually irritated me and mostly philip irritated me marco i've known he's been a nut but marco uh philip and i yes i know he's a 16 year old boy but still he comes to see him and he says well can i come in he likes to make his demands sound like requests but they're not philip has been sulking in shame he blamed marco did him for sin we didn't get much reaction to naomi and him believing that she possibly killed herself because of his actions considering the story she told him but it almost seems as if they're not connecting that in any type of manner which is a bit of a disappointment and then when he did give a reaction it was kind of and i'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth because philip could be like oh now i don't have to be to blame for sin i can put that on her because she was trying to escape so she killed him in her escape even though you know i should consider his personal feelings but that's i think where philip's mind is at it doesn't matter what we do you should always change choose your family and if you're not choosing your family you should be ashamed but to me i didn't the where i'm back to complaining about it and my critique is that marco sells it as well your mother escaped she wasn't you know she didn't walk out of the airlock in shame like we thought she did that she must have killed sin and she's to blame and i can hate her for that where she abandoned us she decided to leave us again you guys were gonna put her on the float anyway you already made your decision about her and that's why i didn't like the fact that he told her and another minor book spoiler in the books he doesn't tell her that naomi is alive um or him that naomi is alive that's something that i think starts some progression on philip's side of thinking for himself as a human being but it's like he turned her escaping as oh you abandoned me like his father says like him saying she abandoned both of us once again 
Sure. She left us. Is this the real life? Who the fuck are you, man? If she had even deceived him into believing that it was a... And that's kind of what I'm wondering too. Because in the books, it was made a lot clearer that she did intentionally deceive him. Like they had an actual conversation where she was talking about being suicidal to get him to believe that she would have actually killed herself. But that was not the case in the book or not the case in the TV show unless you wanting me to believe that he made that huge logic leap to, oh, well, even when she was telling me that story, she was planning her escape. But um, that's a huge stretch and I am all for non-handholding. I defended at every giving point and turn as I did in the beginning of this episode. However, this did not correlate for me, which is why I was kind of disappointed at the emotional reaction because I wanted an emotional reaction, but not to this. Because, like, you being pissed that she's alive because that means she left you? Why wouldn't you slap her in the fucking face? it's not as if and i don't believe in the face he in the show he did slap her or in the book shit so like some of the changes don't flow right and when i can see the bigger picture of why something changed and maybe in season six i will get it for right now i don't see the bigger picture thus it is a critique for me why change something that worked very well to something that kind of didn't work as effectively at all so him hugging his son like i knew what marco was doing he's a conniving piece of shit oh she left us no she didn't leave you motherfucker she already left you years ago and she didn't come back y'all kidnapped her i don't know (laughs) like it's just like you you try to tell me he has no wherewithal of any comprehension of of circumstances he can't find any empathy that's not it's not true to even the character we've seen already it's not even about being indoctrinated or brainwashed it's about simple logic like yes i could be bad that she let like i would understand if he was more angry that she didn't die if it had went the way of the books and he had mourned her and then he was angry that he had mourned her I just I I don't know I don't I don't know how I feel about this and um, I'm just gonna move on because I'm just gonna keep going back and forth about it Uh, so I am curious to see how they will choose if they will choose um, some other methods in which Philip starts to actually think for himself there are a few things in the books but I I, yeah like he didn't want to lose his mama and I think that that should have played a lot better in the show and it was going there but now it seems as if they're just going to make him the hateful teenager he was in the book and that's just unfortunate naomi basically in autopilot focus on the mission mode she deserves some humor enjoy next season please and thank you she's exhausted connecting wires uh, that wire she found to the helmet that do reveal where the ship is located i like this because it gives us a taste of the uh scope so clearly there is an armed and a detonate you get this close and you're gonna be armed you're gonna get this close and you're gonna detonate my guess is 
in order to rescue her or even if they get this close because she doesn't have communication um because she we end the episode with her banging and that's all we got she was at first happy to see the screaming firehawk when it was just sitting there because it's her family it's alex but then she's like you asshole because he's coming closer he didn't uh not pursue the message so she knows she's running out of time and she has to do something so she starts banging what is she gonna do i have an indication so i'm not going to say it um but uh back to naomi as far as um that little ring thing they're gonna get close to de- uh to arming that sucker and it's gonna be all about not detonating it and i think that's a good way to show the stakes and that it's not it's a proximity trigger but it's one for arm one for detonate i feel like i just said that in a complete circle but we all get the point lingering thoughts of the episode did i write any down because i'm not going to do a spoiler section no no lingering thoughts uh hopefully drummer and drummer and holden could work together in this in this battle somehow some way i would love to see it um even if it's some backdoor channeling they're friends man and they love naomi and we gotta rescue her i'm just so excited but i'm also really sad that we only have one episode left you've heard my voice enough let's jump into the feedback up christina it's mimi sending in feedback for the expanse this is season five episode nine so it looks like this is the penultimate episode we got one more left and then the season's over i don't know how COVID's gonna affect season six but um i hope we don't have to wait longer than a year i would be really sad if we did so this is late because i usually watch the expanse on wednesday but i couldn't watch anything i had the longest three days of my life i'm gonna tell you from sunday to wednesday morning i had about six hours of sleep it snowed during the shift so the next day um when i'm trying to get out i couldn't get out because i had so much charting i had to Uh, catch up on so I ended up working from 7 p.m. until the next day um, and I got off at like 10 a.m. so it was a long shift and then I had to drive home in the snow didn't even end up getting home until like noon so I got three hours of sleep and then I had to work again from 7 p.m. to about 9 because my job just sucks I hate it there so much I already found a new job i am gonna be a travel nurse because at this point if i'm gonna be treated like shit i might as well make a lot of money that's how i feel and travel nursing is going to be different um but they do make significantly more than what i'm making now the jobs i i've seen are either double what i'm making or triple so i figured you know i can work they're either six weeks or 13 weeks. I was gonna try the six weeks just to see how it is, but that's in California 
which is kind of far. So I either have to be far for six weeks or closer. I know there was some jobs in Ohio um, and some in uh, Wisconsin and I can't remember the other state, but those are 13 weeks. They're closer, they're not far. Like I could even probably drive home if the need arises, um, you know, two, three hours away. But I don't know that I would do that, but those are 13 weeks. I really have to talk to Darren. I'm not starting until March. It actually might end up being the April because I have a vacation planned in the, the last week in March. Um, I was gonna start in March, uh, the first week in March, and she said having a vacation in the middle was fine because people do that all the time. Um, but if I do the six week one, I am not gonna start until after my vacation just to play it safe. And then I'll just quit my job a couple weeks give myself some time to relax because at this point I'm so over it I can't even work there anymore like these people I you would think that with all the the mumbo jumbo they'd be trying to spit about diversity that they would actually act like diversity means something but it's just all bullshit I am so sick of you know not being able to say something without someone acting like a black woman speaking truth is her having a chip on her shoulder or her being hard to deal with so so much so that they feel like it's okay to just say oh i heard about you like bitch fuck you and fuck this job i can't wait to have the exit interview because i'm about to drag the shit out of all these bitches and that's that's real Um, So let me get into this episode. Um, First, I want to talk. We only saw Holden for like a little tiny, tiny bit. So I want to start with him. Um, You know, we I guess we're seeing him in the Rossi just as a reminder that, you know, that's the target for Marco. But I swear, like the interaction he's having, he looks like he is so fed up. And I don't know if it's just him being scared that Naomi is in danger or he's just sick of motherfuckers but i swear the when bull said we don't have fuel to waste after he was talking about we need to find naomi as fast as possible the look he gave him i died it was so funny like i swear that man has been around a black woman too long because <laughs> i swear like the look he gave him made me laugh because it it looked like nigga this my shit and that's my fuel and I would do what I want with it. Like he didn't say it, but the look he gave was everything. It was so funny. Like, like his facial creases, like the pout of his mouth, the eye roll. It was, oh, it was hilarious. And I, <laughs> I had to watch it twice to make sure I didn't imagine it. But he really, <laughs> he really looked at Bull like motherfucker must have me confused. I don't know who the fuck he think he is. This is my ship. This is my shit. And I would do whatever the hell I want to do with it. He is talking like he the, he runs shit. And I don't think he remember that the Rossi ain't his. But he do be acting like it is. You know, we don't have fuel to be chasing them. We don't. You shut the hell up. Fly, just fly the ship and mind your business. Alex didn't question Holden when he told him what to do. Like, you just fly the plane, dude. That's literally all we got you here for. Um, so the, I guess the main gist of this episode, we really, we really focus more on, um, 
on Peaches and Amos. So I guess we can save them for last. Um, the other people I want to talk about is, um, well, I guess we can go ahead and talk about uh, Kamina. And I finally did the x-ray for the, the chick that one that be getting all up in Kamina's business that I cannot stand and I know that's her you know girlfriend they have a name for it but she gets on my fucking nerve um I have not liked her from the jump but as this episode or as this season progresses I like her even less and her name is Okasana um so I'm not sure what like it seems as though like she's in cahoots with Corral but I don't know if it was something that happened before Drummer and in, in her um, ship joined them or if she's just all in because she knows she doesn't have a choice and I don't know if I'm supposed to know that um, it's unclear but her meeting with Corral um, did seem somewhat like I need you to like I need this to work and Kamina's not on our side but not like she's doing something low down I know Christina you didn't trust her so I really don't know if I'm missing something um I'm not sure but I don't like her and when she was having that conversation about you know do you love Naomi more than us I was like yes bitch yes I do I I don't know why Kamina felt like she needed to lie, but the way she paused and the facial face she made made me think she was lying. Um, I know that they're like, that's her crew. And I know she probably don't want them to be killed. So she's probably going to go through with it. But I just, I can't help but think that she is going to be sacrificing herself to do this to the Rossi, which is probably going to make her not feel the same way about this girl um I don't know you know I can't wait to see what's gonna happen with that storyline um <clears throat> and then um we can talk about Philip and uh, Marco because we saw them with their little relationship um that that was actually something I was not anticipating for Marco to apologize and it's so hard for me to believe anything he does is not being manipulative but um when he went to go tell uh Philip that Naomi wasn't dead that she was leaving them again and Philip had his mental breakdown where he like through whatever he was working on and he started crying like that shit broke me and I'm not gonna lie like I was like huh poor baby but I mean in Naomi's defense it was clear that he didn't want nothing to do with her so what was she left with um she can't have her son so she was gonna save her Rossi family and I ain't mad at that it sucks that she had to sacrifice sin and her son but you know they made a choice and so did she like I don't know what they expected her to do like I know they don't know this Naomi like we do but if she left before why wouldn't she leave now and I feel like that that's something that they just gonna have to come to terms with like you made a choice she couldn't get you to leave Philip so here we are speaking of um Philip and Marco I this is me I'm after I talk about this I'm gonna move on to Christian but I I just want to talk about the scene where Delgado said that someone is gonna kill Marco and he was like you know and I want it to be me 
And then I don't know why, but my mind flashed to Philip killing Marco. Because I, I really feel like if anyone's gonna kill him, it's gonna be somebody that's close to him. There's no way that uh, all the people that that you know are devoted to Marco that they're just gonna let you kill him. And I feel like Corral, I, I can't. We don't know their relationship, but I know that bitch would die for him. She'll jump her stupid ass right in front of a bullet for Marco, and y'all can't t- tell me nothing different. Um, so. The only way for someone to kill him is for someone to be really close. So I was thinking it's probably going to be Philip. It made me think about the only person that's going to get this reference right now between me, Christina, and Shy is going to be Christina. But it made me think of Ramsey. I'm pretty sure that's his name. Um, he's the guy who he's on. The, the, the actor is also on um, Misfits. You know, he was the bastard. The Battle of the Bastards, Ramsey. I'm pretty sure that was his name from the Game of Thrones. But he was a ruthless, demented piece of crap. And his father just let him be like that. He was like, okay, this is the person I need. This is what he needs. And Ramsey didn't get shit done. But in the end, Ramsey and his demented ruthlessness is what ended his dad. Like his dad did some really dirty shit and got shit done. And he ended up getting you know I guess you know property wealth and a name from all the ruthless crap that he did and in return he allowed his son to do ruthless crap and in the end his son was his undoing and I feel like Philip is gonna try to be so far away from Naomi because like I said I personally feel like he is more Naomi than Marco and he doesn't like it. So in order for him to do the complete 180 and not be anything like his dad, he's gonna have to embrace a side of himself that he probably doesn't even know exists. And then it's gonna get to the point where he might be worse than his dad. I don't know that that's true, but I feel like if anybody is gonna kill Marco, it's gonna be his own son. So I guess that's just uh, uh, something we're gonna have to wait and see. I don't even know if the books go that far. Um, so now that I talked about Delgado, I want to talk about Christian really quick because I don't know that I agree with the fact that she is the queen of earth now. I really don't think that they should have give her this title because I don't think she can handle it. The type of stuff that has to be done to protect earth against Marco, I don't think she has it in her to do. I also think that, um, even though I don't agree with the way they're just going about killing all the belters, um, you can't put emotion in it. Um, that Marco show don't. He let people die for him. He don't care. And and I feel like Christian is that type of person that's going to be too emotional, and that shit's going to be her downfall. So, I I mean I clearly I don't know who would have been runner up, but I don't think Christian they should have picked her to be Queen of Earth again. I don't think it's going to fare well. She didn't do a great job the first time, so. I guess we'll we'll see. So now let's talk about my uh, my home girl and homeboy, uh, Amos, aka Timmy, and Peaches, aka Melba. But her name isn't Melba. I forget what her real name is. It doesn't matter. But I swear, like I I loved their um, time with Eric. That was probably my most uh, the most entertaining part of this episode. Um, I loved uh, that girl. It it says Hutch. That was her name. Um, I really hope she's not dead. I could not tell. I know Amos fixed her bullet wounds, um, but she was just laid out 
she was super cute and she clearly knew Amos I don't know if she knew him from when he was Timmy or if you know she I know she was around when he was looking for Eric so maybe he just knows she knows how he is from that but she was like I don't want you killing my men <laughs> instead of I don't want my men to hurt you or y'all to get in a fight she said straight up I don't want you you killing my men so she know him for real um so that was funny um I really hope she's she's good and I when I saw those ugh, them cops trying to shake down and I don't think they were cops but you know who knows cops are fucking terrorists as well um but when they were like they were like trying to you know give us that we're gonna need your private jet and we're gonna need um your food we're gonna keep it safe I was like he really don't know who he messing with I was really fucking pissed off when uh Peaches was like no and she got in the way I was like Amos I'm gonna need you to put a leash on her it's like like I think she has this idea in her mind about humanity and she's trying to be better because she was in jail okay that's great but anybody that will come to some random people's houses and say we want all of your food they are not a good person that no you to me if you really felt that like they remind me of Negan from uh the walking dead like you don't just demand people's food and you got guns and you were assuming that they don't so you're gonna shake them down like she is an idiot and as soon as they left I knew that was a mistake and I was like Amos please shoot these motherfuckers in the back don't let them leave it's like y'all don't know how many of them it is y'all don't know where they're coming from you don't know when they're gonna be back you think you can make it out of here before they come back you don't know that and you're gonna you're losing your advantage because it's dark now like once they leave and they come back in the dark you don't see nothing or when you see them it's too late like I was so mad I was totally on Eric's side I was livid and when they came back and started shooting everybody right when they got the freaking uh ship to work I was like damn it this is all Peach's fault like somebody needs to slap the shit out of her and if Hutch died because of her I'm mad (laughs) I am super mad I will say that um the scene when Eric and uh, Peaches were in that little, they were in the ship's, uh, like, I don't know, the flight deck or whatever the hell you want to call it. And um, <laughs> Eric was like, why does he call you Peaches? And she's like, I don't know. It's like, why do you call him Timmy? Because this is a name. And she was like, should I ask? And he was like, I wouldn't. That scene was so funny. I don't know why. <laughs> it made me laugh out loud. His face. Eric's face was hilarious and I'm curious to know if the because the Eric the the actor that plays Eric um well I should say the character Eric has like he's missing a hand and he walks with a limp so I'm gonna need that backstory and I know they don't I know they don't do flashbacks I'm gonna need somebody to tell me what happened but I'm curious to know if the actor really is missing a hand it's hard to tell because they don't focus on it so I don't know if they don't focus on it because it's not real and it might look fake or if the actor is intentionally do because I feel like people that have you know maybe a misshapen hand or you know missing something like that they don't have and they don't have a prosthetic usually they they talk or they gesture with the other hand but not with that one and that's just something they naturally do they keep it low and that's something they've been doing so I don't know if that's something that 
he is doing intentionally because he's really missing a hand or if they the you know the director is telling him to do that I don't know but I do want to know if if the actor or if the character in the book really was missing some stuff Christina that's something I will allow you to do a spoiler thank you um what else do I have to say hold on I'm really really over there's one more point let me go look at my notes the last thing I wanted to talk about was the last scene with Naomi I have no idea what the hell she was doing or what she planned I have no idea it looked like she found a wire and she was able to see that the, the screaming hawk is close but then she went back in there, scraped the, another number. I don't know if she's trying to do hey, something. Hey, that know, was Queen. <laughs> I didn't like her the thoughts on the episode. So I'm going to um, kind of so go forward slash backwards slash forward. I don't even know what I just said because now um, I've lost my whole train of thought. Hear you guys so thoughts. Jacob um, Mundle, so the actor that plays Eric, does indeed have a missing hand. So there you go. Not a prosthetic. Uh, the Expanse likes to um, definitely be authentic when they're casting. So I thought that was a very smart move for them to do to portray a character um, that has a missing hand. As, with an actor that has a missing hand. They, they don't have to worry about prosthetics. You know, they know how to handle themselves, uh, how their gait is supposed to be. You know, very everything's authentic is what I'm trying to say. Uh, going back to a few other new notes, I knew that was going to be an instinctive reaction. And I will say I had the same one the first time I watched it regarding Clarissa and her actions. Like, girl, these are not good people. But I get what she was trying to say. You know, sometimes you got a life is precious. The moment, even if it might come bite you in the ass, but because of it, certain things would go down. Because I'm not trying to be funny, but during that firefight, <laughs> yeah, I know people love Amos and they love, you know, his they kind of suck. They were getting their ass beat. And if they hadn't had that ship up and running, um they probably would not have won that. They were outgunned significantly. Um they weren't smart in returning fire like when and then like Timmy had to tell, I now I keep on Timmy. Amos had to tell eric to get his ass down i mean there's there's a certain bravado to their actions that aren't smart and amos is the kind of guy that's why he's like man these people are distracted they need to watch the the tree lines like they should have been notified well in advance of those people getting there if they had the higher ground and that that was his concern that these people were going to come back and he knew these people were to come back but at the same time he was with her in that moment if both parties can walk away at that point and they actually if they didn't then they would never have had the ship amos and them would have died at that particular moment they could have retreated and got more people they still wouldn't have fixed it so in the end she made a decision she did something that i think whether it's something that holden would do <laughs> uh I, I think of holden and the way he jumped into the rce and the belters it's like uh yeah so she's no longer melba she's now the new holden and and because amos recognizes this he allows it to happen but like with holden like yeah i'm gonna keep my gun ready but um i understand that particular feeling of 
girl because like i said we've watched walking dead we know how this ends everyone died but they were gonna probably die anyway (laughs) at least this time uh eric and amos weren't the ones had no damn shelter they were just like we're gonna shoot it out and bullets come at like they don't have forethought uh what else um you mentioned uh abasarala being thought of as queen of earth i think you make a point i think that she is probably the most level-headed you mentioned she might be too emotional i don't think she is being emotional she's being practical um if she was being emotional then she would be bombing palace station if she were being emotional she'd be doing she'd be out for revenge um like she would at her base uh she wants to blame someone however in her moment she's eating she's listening and she's eating the, the her pride and she's saying no we need diplomacy we need to rein this in she has the forethought more than anyone else that maybe just maybe we got some fault here and if we can get them to the table and not possibly lose anything else on both sides that is the best thing that we can do and marco needs to be eliminated if we can agree to that and most belters probably would at this point then we can still maintain the alliance this is one rogue person but it's also one rogue person that we created i think she's already there in a way that everyone else isn't there they're not willing to take that culpability or responsibility for the fact that while marco's actions are absolutely horribly wrong they also horribly make sense in a way and hearing the joke at the end really emphasized that more than anything else you brought up one of my favorite characters ramsey bolton man the person you love to hate i fucking loved ramsey bolton i i hated him do not get me wrong but kind of like marco he had a charismatic even sadistic charm to him and i we never talked about game of thrones you and i because you binged it without um sending me any fucking feedback that you said you were going to tell me about it but i get it though uh a lot going on i'm really not holding it against you but interesting that you did compare him to marco because they do have that type of presence i would say that they're justification they're they're definitely two broken people right behind the scenes that are a product of the environment in which they were raised absolutely can see the correlation there where i might see differently is that while marco he's hijacked a very legitimate belter cause and he's stirred or kind of universally taken action he's he's risen up and without the belt's consent or without any government because the belt doesn't have one and that's the problem if we had legitimized them as a government they could rise up against uh marco and handle their own self but because they don't have these types of things that continue to be denied them by the inners now um he's he is able to with his enemies orchestrate this to look like it's part of this worthy cause but in the end and it's very thinly anyone that's not upon the glow of marco uh can see 
where he goes wrong that he actually is much more of a i don't want to say pathetic because that sounds too harsh but he's he's a much more insecure character than what he portrays himself whereas ramsey bolton was very very own very much owned the type of person that he was uh yes i see where you're going with how the father where he used his son what he didn't see was that his son wanted his adoration but then once he uh was done wanting his admiration once that fell away he realized i can continue to do these same exact motions and i actually can do them better i'm the one getting the work done then i should take the throne now in that way if you're seeing philip like that in ramsey bolton that's another good um simile between or analogy between the two characters maybe that will happen where philip gets sick and tired of his daddy treating him like shit and he has been i mean he's the one that took out the scientists uh blew up that so that earth could not be apprised of the fact that the the rocks were being thrown in the first place he kept this uh, the plan successful maybe philip will have something to feel about that and i think that's maybe where we did start to see that buck up between them but marco was able to salvage the situation that's also why i wish that the naomi part had been kept out because it would have been another reason valid reason to shift it to where he might start having those wheels turn there's other circumstances they still can present but it it's missing the naomi factor and i thought that's a very important factor because as you say i think he is more like naomi than he wants to accept right now and he's trying to reject that especially since his father himself rejects it but then as he walks away or gets disillusioned with that person if he does then who is he after that and the only other role model he has in his life or parent is his mother but in his hatred how much more can he uh, you know fuck up that relationship and he's already fucked it up quite a bit so will he kill his father in atonement to for all the things that he did put his mother through because yeah sure she survived on the fucking other ship but she also suffered damage (laughs) it's not as if she just took a nice stroll and escaped out and and she's not gonna this isn't gonna linger on him send men a lot to her as well so maybe this means we might have more conversations between uh philip and naomi we never did in the books i can give you that minor spoiler so maybe they'll put that in the show that there there might be more uh to the communication between the two um or you know he's just gonna turn into a sulky team just so angry and bitter and full of hatred and his father's just stoking that by you know giving him the word that he can latch on to which is abandonment and then he later realizes that it's not quite but who's gonna give him that sin's gone corral's gone i just don't know where where we're gonna get anything that is going to pull philip in a different direction but i like the callback to ramsey bolton i think that's a really great analogy of a character because yes there are similarities between the two he was also charming too like i will never get over the fact that he had homeboy strung up and was literally eating the whole ass sausage after chucking his dick off (laughs) 
I still laugh at that. I was like, dude, you sadistic fuck. It's hilarious. So I know who kills Marco, but I'm not going to say anything. So I'm just going to let everybody, there's a lot, there, there should be a poll right now on who kills Marco. A lot of people are saying drummer. She deserves it, which to me, I'm like, okay, guys, I, I, I go, I see where you're going in that, that she quote unquote deserves it because Ashford and though he may have taken Naomi, but she knows she might be alive now and because of Fred Johnson, but at the same time, this is business. Um, there are, there are other people who might got some personal reasons for wanting, uh, Marco dead. And I, if you're going to talk about who he hurt more, uh, none of them ain't, ain't they seed. So, um, <laughs> I would take some steps back on, uh, drummer deserves it more than anyone else. That's just simply not true, but she is someone up there that wants his head definitely someone who wants to um kill him and delgado's now in the, in the mix then when he came and talked to uh philip about being sorry he was not sorry he made sure to time that shit right after philip said it so that philip could be like you don't have nothing to be sorry oh he played him like a fiddle and he also knows that philip's the only that's why when i'm when you brought it up earlier like it's not cool to say someone doesn't love their son but he don't love his son not in the way in which he sees them anything more than a possession and a pawn and as long as he does what he says and reacts how he wants him to react then yeah you're my son but he doesn't give him anything that you would give your son like love or uh, appreciation you walk into the room saying you don't want to uh, see me i didn't Philip is valued to him as a fighter, as his heir, as someone to carry on his legacy. He sees him as an extension of himself versus him as his own son. And that's what Naomi was trying to communicate. That Marco sees people as an extension of themselves. The only difference is Naomi saw through that shit and she always... I know you're looking for all these backstories, girl. Oh, I wish I would get the backstory. It's so much better explained in the books. So read Nemesis Games. But she does go into the difference of why Mark or why Naomi is quite just a little bit different and why she gets under his skin. And then when you said, who's we? <laughs> I was talking about Holden. Yeah, I already talked about that scene. Loved everything about it. Your words where he was looking at him like, who's we? This is my damn ship. Exactly. And, um, hmm. I wrote something down. Uh, she didn't. He, Naomi, made her choice. Uh, I think that's probably something about, um, Philip like nah now we made a choice fuck philip right now (laughs) as far as i'm concerned like no you're in timeout sir learn the consequences of your actions you slap your mama yes you might feel you're abandoned um but I, i don't think that's what he really feels i think he doesn't know what he's feeling because he doesn't know he's emotionally stunted and then he's cast off when his father doesn't need him anymore and then he starts tinkering in his workshop <laughs> and sin was probably the only one that came and found him after these things and sin's not there 
anymore but he keeps mentioning the uh the loss of sin and he doesn't mention the loss of his mother and i think that's because he's shying away from it then when you said driving in the snow yuck i have not driven i'm so happy to be working from home and i'm permanent based working from home so there's that and i'm rather beloved at work in my new department so i i know what you feel and i've been there and sometimes change is exactly what you need travel nurse though i was like where are you going then you told me california oh girl shit i'm i'm gonna be real surprised with your ass working out i saw you on instagram with your shades on with your hair looking all stuff you know you really think they ain't gonna let your ass go off to california for six weeks uh-huh i think you might be taking that 13 weeks <laughs> like i'm gonna need you to stay um closer to home so we can see you on the weekends ma'am and i know where you're going because you be looking hot to trot and being all uh slutty up in them streets okay not actually slutty but you definitely be making it known to one nash over street that you will put your panties on his face you will put your whole entire snatch on his face and it's out there for the world to know and you make no secrets about this so um you going out to california and he might be there yeah i see you you ain't fooling nobody but good luck in your new endeavor because that sounds like fun i really just want to move to london (laughs) when i saw james mcavoy i'm like see i could be in london trying to get that right now okay i could be getting that i know i'm his type he don't know it yet but i know i'm his type i've loved james mcavoy before tom hiddleston so he's in the bay bank for real (laughs) i know i don't talk about him a lot but he's just bay bank like that he's 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 up there on that list okay Mm, just looking so good anyhow now that i have let out my lust and have uh put your lust all over the internets and webs and wherever else anyone might be listening to this i think that's a good time to segue over to queen shy well hello hello christina it is me shy i am back to talk about this penultimate episode of the expanse which I am sad to say is the penultimate episode. I am so wanting this show to just continue and continue. Because as I said in my previous feedback, obviously so many things are not going to be resolved. And we're going to be left with this whatever cliffhanger, traumatizing, sad, crazy frustrating I don't even know what type of cliffhanger we're gonna get but obviously they're gonna leave us dying (laughs) to see season six or for season six to get here so I just know it because it's like everything is coming together all the storylines are starting to um converge into one and yeah so um just as i expected it to do but obviously (laughs) none of this crap is gonna resolve in the next hour that we're gonna get um 
before the season ends. So very curious as to how they're going to leave us. I'm like scared. A part of me is scared to watch the finale because I'm like, I don't want to be traumatized. I don't want to be balling on the floor. I don't want to be in a fetal position. I don't, (laughs) it's just, I don't know how they're going to leave us, but I know it's going to, I know it's going to break me. It's probably going to break me. Um, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe it won't be so bad. But I'm sorry, my that's where my thoughts are going. I'm like, I know, I know they're gonna leave me. <laughs> they're gonna leave me emotional wreck. I just know it. Um, but I'll hope for the best. And um, yeah. So until then, <laughs> let's talk about this episode. Um, I really enjoyed this episode and the fact that again it's like I'm like really really nervous because it's like we got a little bit of everyone's storyline with Amos uh, the most but still um we no we didn't get everyone's storyline we didn't get Alex and Bobby so forget that uh not not everyone but that was fine I didn't even miss that was I'm just realizing I didn't even I didn't even miss did we get them no we did get them yeah they i'm sorry i watched this two days ago and as usual i didn't write any notes um but they did show them a little bit of them so yeah we did get everyone so again back to that um i had to correct myself um we got uh just them continuing to um head towards naomi and they're contemplating that the new uh the new message that Naomi sent out and trying to figure out what it means and so now I'm like nervous and you know biting my nails going please don't I don't know I mean because special with us knowing that Alex is not going to be in season six so I'm really trying to <laughs> you know as Bobby he and Bobby head towards Naomi I'm like I don't know what this means are they gonna kill him off you know Alex because uh, they're still heading towards a dangerous situation obviously they better not do anything to Bobby um and and she better be in season six or I will be upset for real for real um but anyway uh so we got a little bit of um Holden and and the Rossi crew also hearing the message the new message from Naomi and trying to figure out what it means which you know Holden is trying to uh maintain his calm I'll give him that but you can tell that you know he's he's feeling it he's uh he's going through it at the moment um so he just goes back to listening to the message trying to figure out what Naomi's trying to tell him then we see a little bit of Naomi and her looking continuing to look rough and all I kept thinking is I need someone to rescue my girl as soon as possible this is this is starting to (laughs) this is starting to go a certain way that I'm not appreciating she don't got no food she ain't got no water she's over there tapping at that you know frozen I don't even know if that's healthy but at this point it doesn't even matter because it's liquid and it's something that's you know keeping her alive so 
I will give her that. Naomi is very resourceful. She, she, and who was it that said it? Um, I can't remember who said it in this episode. Was it Drummer or Holden? Monica? Well, somebody said it about how intelligent and, you know, um, Naomi is, or maybe it was in a feedback. I don't even remember, but it's true. The bottom line is it's true. Um, she, she definitely, (laughs) she's a survivor. She's badass. She's a survivor. She knows how to, um, you know, get, get stuff done. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll see how that turns up. I'm wondering, I'm assuming Alex and Bobby is going to reach her first. So again, that theory about, you know, how they're going to end Alex's story is still on the forefront of my mind. So let's get to Philip and Marco. Now this scene really irritated me, the scene between him and Marco. Now this is where my conflict (laughs) with Marco comes into play because yes, this dude is fine as hell. And yes, I'm on the same bus or train as Christina as wanting to jump his bones. However, him going to Philip and telling and then saying what he said about Naomi, how she abandoned us again. I'm like, damn it, that is not what I mean, excuse me. I'm sorry. Did or did Philip not slap the mess out of her? And basically rejected her, you know, and told, you know, and they talked about the elaborate plan they got to kill, you know, the love of her life and her family. And they have the nerve to judge her, to be upset or fill up that she wanted to escape. I'm like, what reason did you give her to want to stay? I mean, you betrayed her. You <laughs> I'm like it's uh that just that just irked me. I mean, you chose Marco over her. You basically spit in her face, slapped her in the face, you know, treating her like crap, and then you're gonna get upset when you find out that she really didn't commit suicide. That she tried to escape and managed to escape. Uh, I'm like, and then of course Marco is rubbing it in and just uh, I just. Yeah, I, I see this story going way, way the way. Um, yeah, I was, I was on that hopefully redemption train of Philip, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case because he's, he's, he's drinking all the Kool Aid that Marco is giving him, which sucks because it's like he's not willing to empathize or you know, and you know, empathize with his mother and understand where she's coming from why she you know why she did what she did and and the fact that her his father is you know the way he is like why would she stay i'm I just that that's the thing that keeps getting me like why would she want to stay y'all are treating her yeah i mean i think i, I think they even basically threatened her you know that her life expectancy wasn't going to be long for this world um if i recall from that episode 
anyway I, I yeah that part just really got under my skin because it's like really seriously <sighs> anyway um then we got christian um i still can't remember the dude's name that uh is the secretary general i think i said attorney general last feedback but secretary general that frustrated me um what they were doing because i'm like are y'all serious right now uh y'all really (laughs) oh gosh and delgado was getting on my damn nerves with his attitude it's like oh yeah let's kill them no problem like so y'all are willing to kill women and children um innocent women and children just because marco some basically a terrorist that you know has tried to take over you know the this cause that they have the belter cause you know it's like that you're judging a whole people off of one person's actions and uh it just so reminds me of so much <laughs> of our world today of how our world has always been how man thinks and the frustration of it is you know the eye for an eye and it's like it's not even and you know and, and the Christians, she said it so well. I mean, if anybody, if, of all of them, I mean, I don't know who lost who um, when the rocks fell, but she lost her husband. If anybody should want revenge and want to get back at Marco, I mean, it would be her. But yet, she's still maintaining uh, common sense, rational thinking. Out of everyone, she's thinking the most rational. They, they're accusing her of being vindictive of no no or of um wanting i mean anyway i don't know if they accused her of being victim or she did but anyway what they're accusing her of is what they're doing basically is what i'm trying to say so i'm glad they kicked that dude he was weak anyway i mean we of course i thought that he would listen to christian um you know even being you know the weak leader that he was I thought because of that he would lean more on Christian and her experience and you know the the fact that she actually was in that role at one point in time so you would think that he would listen to her versus Delgado but whatever um I guess you know dudes got to stick together so I'm glad that they kicked him to the curb because he didn't know what the hell he was doing anyway damn i didn't even talk about so much um then we got drummer and drummer story and uh her being i guess manipulated into choosing to go after marco not marco the rossi even after finding out that naomi is still alive and for the life of me i'm sorry i'll i just can't remember that girl's name i i don't know why i can't remember her name but she definitely needs to do something about that lipstick. But, um, yeah, that whole thing was, you know, good. Amos and Clarissa and Eric storyline. That one was crazy. I mean, basically, Clarissa is running the show. Because <laughs> it's like Amos would just, it's like she became the new Naomi. Because Amos just followed whatever she wanted to do. No matter if it was smart or not. 
because I knew that and Eric said it as well I knew that them letting those people go was gonna come back to bite them in the ass I knew that was gonna happen and sure enough it did and they lost some people but thankfully um and I forget the black girl's name that was talking to Amos that was um I thought was really cool so something told me that she was gonna die because they were giving her too much they were giving her too much focus and too much importance in this episode so I'm like yeah I think she's gonna be on the chopping block for um not making it and uh yeah we got to see that again what Eric said was what actually happened um they came back to uh take over which again I'm not sure I mean Amos is usually smarter than that I don't know why they just didn't tie him up somewhere um they had the advantage just so tie him up and you know it's and then when the ship is ready get peace out so but they didn't do that they decided to do what they decided to do I was cracking up when um Eric was like you know nope get you know screw y'all y'all on your own we ain't got room for y'all and of course again like I said Clarissa was like nope they're coming with us we're not leaving them behind and then Amos like okay and so I was like okay Amos so that was cool um I could say more but I am going over my time this show it's like I want to say so much and there's so much to say but yes I wasn't throwing shade at you Christina I wasn't I was just saying last time I don't remember what podcast when I was pointing out that we only get 10 minutes and we always go over I get it I know we get I know we (laughs) I know we go over and you allow us to go over even though you tell us not to go over I'm just saying I was just pointing out that we're only supposed to get 10 minutes (laughs) anyway um I will leave it at that and just let you Mimi and hopefully maybe someone else just chime in with their thoughts and feelings I know you'll go on for like two hours about what happened anyway so um no shade it's true but no shade anyway till next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy shy laughing because she know i was like oh so you saying i give you 10 minutes and i can talk for two motherfucking hours then i'll say no shade uh-huh uh-huh i hear you I see you. Who's James? I got a new follower. Mm, why is it not James McAvoy? Now I'm about to have me a whole ass vibrator session later on tonight. Thinking about that man. And I know everybody likes when people get older and they bulk up. And that's sexy. Don't get me wrong. However, I liked him as himself when he was in Wanted. It was like, yeah, fuck that. I'm not doing this shit every movie. I was like, I respect you, man. I respect you so much. And also call me. Now back to your feedback. Quite a few points here. So let's go on. I'm going to start from the beginning and go down to the beginning. Do opposite of what I did with Mimi. Alex being uh, his fate at the end of the season. This is something that is brought up very often. But 
the whole scandal came out after season five was filmed yes there's the possibility they went back and filmed something special for for alex but i doubt it everything was already completed post-production when things came out and they're not recasting him so i don't think that his fate is means that he's up in the air or something might happen to him i think that he was good to go and part of the show on season five it's season six where they're probably going to have a line of dialogue to just write him out and then the rescue or non-rescue of naomi we don't know what's going to happen uh but it will be something we're seeing of course i know what's going to (laughs) happen so i'm very excited for next week's episode and the character you were referring to that took away drummer's gun i will say i didn't like that part like oh i love you so much but let me take your gun because i know how you are on one on one end okay sure but you're the one that's lying to me and if you did have respect for me why didn't you just take me in a room like don't treat me like a fucking child and take my gun yes i almost killed that bitch but come on now how can y'all walk around with her talking and acting like this i don't understand you should be angrier you're not y'all are just more like we're together we're alive but that's and I, that's why i'm where Oksana, where she bothers me i feel like it's an excuse you can go down with your morals you can die and lose your family if your family all commits to the same morals right naomi had a choice to make she had a choice of staying comfortable with her family or choosing to jump off a fucking in the hard vacuum with the possibility of dying to try to save her family that was a choice she made and she put her life on the line to do it for you to be like oh i want to be selfish and i love the people that i love like yes that's a good enough reason but what are you willing to do to keep that family unit together what are you willing to ignore what kind of atrocities can continue to happen while you play that particular role and that is a selfishness that also like where where's that going to be on your moral line and i think that's where drummer is right now i love the fact that they are playing that juxtaposed against naomi because now the characters are at a similar crossroads where there are two factions of families in which they do have a loving relationship with even if you know like her son no matter what he does she will not not love him but the most she can hope for him is that he realizes what he's done at this point because he's already did what he did uh someone else brought up a book point but i won't bring that up until the next uh episode in the spoiler section but i did notate something about responsibility uh for throwing these rocks because they're gonna be coming for marco i mean christian's gonna be coming for marco hard but she's not gonna be i don't think doing it in the way because i did yeah i think christian or not christian (laughs) i think um mimi brought it up that christian might not be equipped to handle what's happening i don't necessarily say she's not the smartest like she can handle the diplomacy behind i think she needs help on the other side of it because she isn't a military uh, strategist right like she could play the the propaganda the game the face of it all but she also does need other people in her corner that has that expertise and unlike before she's she's leaning on that she leaned it on it before too she just made a a call that was against her military advice um 
but yeah she needs more people in the room she needs allies and she knows that that's why she wanted delgado despite the fact that he had differing opinions he still has more valid experience than she does i don't with with her she's going like she knows where she made her mistakes the question is is she going to have enough people around her that's going to help inform her decisions but i do think that she is the right person for the job right now because she didn't want it as much it was more like handed off to her because even when she stepped down like the old christian might have tried to find a sneaky way to just plan a coup but she was kind of appalled at that like that's the last thing we need <laughs> is a is a fall down in our own uh, government but interesting the word coup has finally been brought up in conversation now a lot of people are speaking about mars and why we haven't gotten there i've given my feelings and opinions which is that we aren't there no one in our crew is there no one in our, our family is there there's no eyes on mars to say what's happening on mars but something's happening on mars but it's almost as if putting it in perspective america just got attacked and then uh, we find out some place and who are we who are we always uh fighting <laughs> we have so many enemies somewhere in the middle east also got are having government problems america's not gonna be focused on martian government problems so yes we're not gonna have conversations of them talking about what's going on on mars because no one gives a shit we still have problems of our own we got more problems of our own and that's a government all the way over there let them handle their own shit so i i thought that was a, a relevant point to bring in why we haven't heard anything from mars uh, and then you brought up well then wait what was my second point Oksana's the one that said Naomi was the smartest person in this episode uh, what else um I try to read my own handwriting and I can't I also sometimes listen or hear my own voice and feedback and I hate it because I hate my voice I'm sure you couldn't tell by now since I continue to podcast, but I actually despise my voice very much so. I don't like the way it sounds, but someone told me recently that everyone feels that way, usually about their voice, and that the way you hear your voice is not the way in which other people hear your voice. So that was interesting. Uh, what else did I write here? Um, I can't read this chicken scratch. She and oh that clarissa was the new naomi yeah that's about accurate um i think that's why p why uh amos was deferring i think last episode he realized like him and eric together they probably would have shot up those people i don't know but they don't subscribe to the same logic as say someone with a moral compass so that's why she played that role uh minor book spoiler her and naomi end up being friendly um so i thought that was funny that you correlated both them having things in common hutch was the name everybody loved hutch but you know what it is it's because amos has the daryl dixon effect if you never watch walking dead you don't get the reference but everyone that like you can interact one scene with daryl dixon if he likes you then damn everyone else is gonna like you too and i feel that's exactly what happens <laughs> like i even see people say it the only reason why i like clarissa is because she's with amos the only reason why everyone's hugely attached to hutch 
it's because she saved Hamus's life and she had conversation with Hamus, and Hamus liked her I don't think they had a, a relationship prior I think that everyone knows Amos Eric probably talked about Amos or Timmy as he is more well known as and and yeah like they did a lot of shit together before they got out of Boston or Baltimore and you know that from the turn so did Philip and them plan to kill her no they were going to put her on the float which is exactly what um what is his name diego's uncle did to him in season two where they put you outside in a space in a suit for someone else to pick up but that's we don't know if he he said he was gonna do that but who's to say he was gonna do it but that was his intention um so not all your points are are valid though i didn't really care for the the thinking in the scene but i guess it's meant to show that this is not a person thinking logically um and then yeah we 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 already said it enough about a marco i will say the last point uh well two last points one each of our main characters the male ones this year have been saved by women great uh like seeing that but also delgado so delgado is a interesting figure uh for me because it's easy for me to be like you know you son of a bitch you're just bloodthirsty this that and the other thing but he's also dealing with a crippling amount of guilt he doesn't I, we don't know who he lost on earth if he lost anyone on earth but he figures he could have stopped these attacks or maybe he was on to these attacks and now uh because as he admitted to christian i was a coward i was a coward so now that's weighing on his soul and he feels these death personally this blood on his hand and the only thing he can do that he's left with is this blinding need for vengeance this blinding need to uh to take out marco and other belters if they fall on the wayside i know you keep saying innocent folks but that's how that people feel about earth you know we were innocent um it's always that relative term of innocent people innocent people but it's only when innocent people die do anyone pay attention it's a sad reality but it's reality nonetheless no one cared about the innocent people that the inners were stepping on for many generations centuries uh so it's that it's that back and forth pedal of conversation which is why abasarala ended it and just said what was the joke and gave him the the salute off because there was no point in having this conversation with him he was already too far gone and she knew where and why he was that way uh but many other people are that despair it's easy to feel anger than it is despair or depression or to focus all of those emotions on what is versus who to go after who to blame and i'm sure he's not alone in that feeling and uh that that's something that that everyone's gonna have to to deal with um because everyone's gonna be talking about the innocence lost palestation is innocent people um like you brought up but you know uh palestation people thought that they were i mean we did hear actually on palestation because <laughs> marco showed people cheering uh so there were that people who saw what happened on earth and, and thought it was okay to applaud um so it depends on what you yourself lost and that feeling and then what you do with that feeling afterwards that defines uh who you who you're gonna be in after these situations so that is all i have to say didn't make it three hours this week but definitely in a couple but i think um we're, we're heading for a very exciting finale 
Uh, as it's been stated, do not want it to be over, but all good things must end. And I'm just going to jump right into the books. That's the great thing about the books. They're there for me to reread over and over and over again. If you want to join the conversation, you can send feedback to blackoutcouch.gmail.com. You can find this podcast, Black Oak Couch Reviews, on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social media will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic.